Welcome to CII Podcasts. You know, we are here on this uh, fireside chat series on India at 100, the future of what India can be over the next 25 years, supported and backed by an agenda which CII championed and led for the past 15 years uh, leading up to India at 75. And I think the approach we had at that time which was about building a ground up agenda for the future of India and combining it with the multi stakeholder empowerment and delivery mechanism i think is what has led us to where we are but you know as we always talk about this is just a foundation and building block for a much brighter and a bigger and better future for not only the 1.4 billion people in india but for the world at large india's role in shaping that future and i think today we are here to have a chat on a on a subject that i think is is core to a very very large part of what india can shape in the future healthcare innovations for a productive society and you know who better than shobhna kamineni to take us through this subject her vision and not only her vision but also somebody who has accomplished so much you know in this space shobhna as many of you know of course needs no introduction but she's the executive vice chairperson of apollo hospitals enterprise limited a uh, member of its founding family championed many special initiatives within the group she has built 3 billion dollar verticals uh, for the apollo group uh, uh, its largest integrated digital healthcare platform apollo 247 apollo munich health insurance apollo pharmacy and of course very very passionate about innovation uh, she has created and incubated a biobank catalogued library of ethically consented and anonymized biosamples all of these words you know are very very powerful and you know because of that uh, it was rated as one of the top 10 ideas of the decade in life sciences by time magazine uh, i have also had the privilege of getting to know shobhna closely through her year as the president of cii and of course i must say that her accomplishments uh, at cii were exemplary and to add to that she was the first ever woman president of this wonderful 100 year old institution that we have all been you know supporting working with to see how we can shape the future of india inc and society at large of course shobhna has received multiple awards she's been the co-chair of the world economic forum and i can go on she's been associated with many ngos but i think here shobhna we are here today to really hear your thoughts your vision your dream you know uh, you you've had a dream i'm sure for for yourself for your family uh for you know the companies that you build for the employees but today i'm going to push you to really talk about your dream for india uh you know what is your dream your vision you know when you wake up in the morning sometimes you you're thinking of india at 100 right when you see that india of 2047 what do you see rajin i want to wake up in the morning I want to wake up in the morning every day to to find good news with this my own passion and and the business uh, and and the work I do keeps me optimistic and happy uh till you know you open the paper and and all that so so without crowding the world in I do think that getting up in the morning and thinking about uh, a future which uh, which really is meaningful for for everyone that lives not just uh, in in my family in my neighborhood in my state in my country and in the world 
I I do think that this uh, that we have to be more uh, collective about it and uh, and probably a little more generous spirited, you know. So so I, if you ask me, I continue to dream even more strongly of a resilient, healthy nation where the collective aspiration of all our people to access all resources equitably becomes a collective reality. So and and this is not just healthcare, just about everything in the whole social fabric so what i do i feel pushes the envelope on that so that keeps me optimistic no no what a lovely what a lovely vision to wake up to right and i like your point right good news because i think one good news positivity drives more positivity and i think that's what the world as we know even needs today you know in such uncertain times with so many challenges staying optimistic staying positive is is so critical and I think if we are able to do that for 25 years, uh, you know, not only will we get India to a position of of global leadership, but I'm sure influence and shape the world, you know, uh, at large. So thanks, Shobna, you know, for sharing that uh, as a Kickstarter. But you know, I think one of the areas as we are here to talk about is, is healthcare, right? And I think it's very important for us to ensure that affordable, accessible healthcare is is core, right, to every. Indian and to probably helping shape that for the world as well. So when you look at, you know, something around an ambition of that size and, you know, given we've seen a pandemic, we are seeing the importance of healthcare. What do you think are the important steps that a country like India should take to ensure we are able to deliver that? Uh, it's an important question and I'm not going to, uh, and, and I won't belittle the question because uh, I have to give you answers that will be relevant 25 years from now. Some things you can solve five years from now, but that's not your interest. What you really want is, and, and I think there are a couple of things we need to do. One is to create equitable access. We have to have uh, uh, health insurance made compulsory. Just, I mean, I, it, it just baffles me why cars uh, are compulsory. You you have to have a compulsory vehicle insurance, but you don't do it with health. And I think that's fundamental. Uh, the Aishwan Bharat scheme has has definitely made superb inroads, but we can we need to take the next step now. It's already been five years. Take the next step. Make it compulsory for the whole country. The landscape will change, and then you will have public and 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 private spending way more in this. Yes, government we know spends much less than other countries, but but the thing is, if you do things like this, you're opening up much more access and opportunities for everything to come collectively. So to me, that's a big one. The second big one I think that will be relevant now and in the future is digital, and and we you know we really have to understand that we're a land of many Indias, and we'll continue to be so. There's no such thing. There never was. Uh, one India uh, thousands of years ago, and we just continue. You know, we are a we are a federal republic, but we speak different uh, languages. We live in different geographies. Some are in crowded cities, and some are in far rural areas, uh, by the hills and by the sea. And and so to have digital, so unless you have digital access, we can never say that we have healthcare for all, even if you have the money to spend. So it has to become way more digital and that digital will really converge 
all the use cases today are not standalone digital there are convergence of having some physical and merging it with this for instance telemedicine uh during the pandemic we did about 200 million teleconsults these were largely free and i think that what what this would push the envelope is that no one is going to go back they've seen the convenience of this so it so uh it and and i think such technologies 5g and doing things you know to understand remotely bring the cost down unless we are highly digital this is not going to happen uh, i appreciate that the country is looking towards a health stack if we'll be the first in the world if we can create something like upi and i and you see that 25 years playing 25 years from now we have accurate information and i think information really drives innovation and it also drives inclusiveness so i think that's that to me these if i had to just pick two things this is what i would do but we have to understand the character of society will be changed uh, 25 years from now so i think we really need to start addressing what will be the big problems and ncds now and 25 years into the future will be the biggest killer we may have more pandemics uh, and and that could be a reality but the thing is that we have to address here and now the non communicable disease of the people that don't need to die of you know diabetes complications or heart disease or even cancer and i think this will be the thing how do we push the envelope a to prevent because you can never treat enough the world doesn't have enough resources we're going to be wasting trillions of dollars in countries that can't afford it if we really think that we're going to that we're going to treat rather than prevent so to me ncds and the battle against that and and remembering the second order consequence of that is when you have a healthier population they're going to live longer so it, this is this is going to be a game of numbers so you and i are probably most likely going to see india at 100 but please remember the kids that are born today are probably going to live beyond 100 and and india while we'll be a young society such a large society that there're going to be a lot of aging population within yeah no i think you know you you ended that point on a very very strong one and i think this point has come up in multiple conversations that while we celebrate our demographic dividend today you know at india at 100 and beyond you know we also have to realize our responsibility towards an aging society and what does that really mean in terms of societal construct in terms of our social benefits you know and many other aspects but you know uh, shobhna one point you you raised right the preventive versus curative right you said a lot of the ncds you know can be prevented do you see uh, you know healthcare over the next 5 10 15 20 years even maybe you know social benefits going from government and sector larger quantums of that towards preventive than towards curative uh, how do you see this preventive versus curative be shaping up and of course your businesses are also you know moving and you know doing things in both of those spaces uh i think all healthcare systems need to pivot because uh, if you have an ambition of having a healthy population unless you double down because 80% of whatever uh, is care that is not required in hospitals so it most of the care can be managed by people 
and and if you really look at it you know uh, look at the look, look at uh, the cross section of people i mean of companies who are now involved apple i think they've become a huge healthcare player uh, so the apples the googles the amazons of the world are going to be huge healthcare players and and they will be in that digital space of prevention with this even in terms of the way that uh, that that how we take medicines will play out i'll give you a simple example i know that uh, uh, today in 2023 and in case somebody's looking at this 20 uh, 20 years from now i really don't think that obesity is going to be such a big problem when you have things like semi glutide of course now it costs 500 uh, it costs like $1000 sometimes a month of an injection that elon musk takes but the thing is that you can keep your body weight maintained and and reduce the sugar levels so it will so so it can really keep people you know that uh, the second order consequences of, of obesity and i'm just bringing up one one uh, sexy use case but i think really in terms of uh, you know so you, that's a big problem for young youngsters today and, and it will be that easy sure will it be that easy hey uh, read up the thing is that they've not tested that enough so who knows the, the injection might be you know this thing but you take one injection a week and you and and they've seen over over 6 months you lose 15% of your 10 10 to 15% of your body fat so if you're mildly you know in that borderline case you can reverse these things so i you know this is just one of the things there'll be many such things wearables that are constantly telling you your bp your stress levels all this comes out of a watch the apple that says you know even before you have needed this thing it it will beep saying that uh, you have an arrhythmia go to the uh, you know so uh, go to the emergency room these are things that are going to become way more, more mainstream and i think that that in so people are going to take more charge of their lives with this so they need the right kind of information they need to be able to have uh, the right tools and more than that i think um, it, we need to be able to make it way more inclusive if you want to take it to scale there's no i mean how many people can afford an apple watch or how many people can afford a 1000 dollar a month this thing you have to take things some things at scale the use cases that i've told you now are just edge but what you we need is core what is it that will move the needle how do we find ways like like we had a lovely invention and i think so many uh, uh, so uh, that we're going to be able to track things that um, uh, without you know just just by a cheap wearable almost like at the cost of an rfid and you can put it and it can start measuring and those are the kinds of things that that you're going to see that those changes that are going to take place of high on large populations and and those are the studies of ai and and you know uh, uh, not a, not a conversational ai kind of chat gpt but we're going to find the ones that really bring in deep science that uh, we can predict ahead of time that these are the people and if you can make a genetic test uh, compulsory at, at at birth bring the cost down let it let it cost 100 bucks if we can do that Uh, for a hundred rupees, and kind of predict and use high models to map, saying that you have a proclivity for this. Start changing your lifestyle early. I think people will start listening. 
so while i gave you some fun these cases of the big i think the deep ones are will come and those are the ones that will that will start playing out to to get in for prevention in ncds so which will be those you know healthcare innovations right that we can predict today that you think will really shape society right i mean there are so many what you rightly said right from the chip in the brain to enhance our capacity to you know imagine and do a lot more you know at in a competition with ai and other things shaping up but you know the human body healthcare what do you what are those few innovations that you are betting on the healthcare industry over the next 25 years i think that uh, one of the things i do believe is that uh, uh the, the way that we approach taking medicines should change uh it's a one size fits all i think that with more information it will become more precision uh and especially you know so your precision that works today for us in in fact the proton machine we have in chennai uh first one in asia and the kind of it, it takes less radiation it's uh, it's 40% less radiation for cancer it's it's uh, it, it's it's like uh, 60% more precise and doesn't damage things around but if we can take this at scale and bring that innovation so whether it's pre- precision uh, treatment protocols precision diagnostic precision medicine i think that people now because of uh, because of the uh, uh, the data the technology we do not have to have a one size fits all kind of strategy so so to me that's exciting i think the future is of course wearables uh, from wearables it'll uh, there, there are continuously diagnosing and sending information there might be protocols you know like uh, the, the the insulin pump is a bit clunky but they can find ways that actually miniaturize all those so just like you had and i think one of the coolest ones is you, is your heart defibrillator that you have right so so to me that's been around for like 40 years with that but but the thing is that there be many of these that take place that keep the human body and and then it depends uh, there are going to be two types there are going to be people like um, there there are going to be people who really need it you know just to live uh, for for a good quality of life and then there are going to be those who say that i want to live a fantastic quality of life so how and there will be bionics that enhance and 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 i think that that's where you know things will go a little uh, hokey uh, and and where i think uh, we need to have we need to root ourselves in ethics and um, and i think the conversations that will take place 10 and 15 years from now will be far more about uh, not about the possibility of what you can do but the policy uh, but but the But, but the reality of should we do it? the ethical realities is is other conversations that that will change no i think it's it's so important to look at all of these subjects together you know because i think society is going to be determined by so many of these constraints sometimes but at the same time continue to you know make progress you know we've talked many times about it right we we build digital products for the gen z's you know the 25 year old today who are going to be a large part of the employable workforce over the next 25 years and interestingly when we look at their concerns around health and wellness you know their comments were that we don't even want wearables right can you not just tell us what's going to happen without us being so actually push some one of some of our teams to innovate 
like just looking at the face being able to predict things now how ethical is that right how much of that you know can you really push beyond a point so i think there's so many conversations that we will need to have across regulators across policy makers at a at a world level you know through multilateral agencies to be able to shape the future of the world in 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 healthcare which has got all of these angles you know taken together but some great points you know you have raised there and i know with you also right technology is such a firm believer in the power of of technology so when we see you know the accessibility and especially when it comes to india you know shobhna we still building bringing people out of poverty right if we see rural india you know even access and what you rightly talked of affordability etc are still constraints right at some at some level we do need to make a big shift right in this 25 year journey what can we accomplish significantly in the next 5 years so how do you see role of technology shaping that what do you think could be some interventions that can accelerate that especially when it comes to you know probably rural healthcare and how do we address that segment or that population particularly i have two really nice stories to talk to you about that so one is that uh, uh one is a project that uh, that we've been investing in as a follow in my dad's village we took uh, we, we there, there are about uh, 75000 people now in it and this is like a framingham study that we for the last 10 years now we've been mapping you know the entire uh from birth to death we said we do it so map population map livelihoods map environmental and do the whole 360 to see what is required to give them a better and to increase longevity and and even in in the last 7 years we've actually been seeing that uh, that that you know just just by communicating better things are things are turning better but uh, but the next case i want to give you is that i'm on the board of something called the edison alliance edison alliance was started by uh, by the world economic forum to do to create digital access for uh, for uh, for you know financial transaction of uh, for financial freedom so it's got mastercard and all that and it's held by uh, by some of the uh, by 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 some of the uh, telecom companies so create access digital access through for for financial uh, uh, freedom for education and the third pillar is healthcare which i chair and in that we have an experiment for 10 dollars nobody in the world would believe me but i'll tell you we're doing this in madhya pradesh with uh, american towers so the towers had infrastructure and they said look we have this why don't you use this space we'll put a clinic for you we put a clinic we said let's take the population around and who and work the digital come physical that they can come for 10 dollars a year so this infrastructure was built in that not only have we given them a checkup and and kind of map them those that need it get basic medicine and tests so that entire primary is taken care of for 10 dollars a day so while we have aishman bharat that takes care of the hospitalization i think these are the models that only india can do and and believe me the rest of the world is actually excited and it's not just for the developing countries inner city in in inner city uh slums in america they're so poor this is the kind of stuff that will help them and i think rural communities in many of the developed countries that don't have access 
so i'm 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 a real believer that uh, that that we can break through with some of these models if you can put several elements together it's not just one player we all need you know there there's several players that need to come together not just a healthcare player but, you know bring in telecom bring in some of the uh, technology companies how can i work with uh, how can i work with google or amazon or microsoft and then us so so i really think uh, the big breakthroughs of, of the future are going to be through collaborative uh, programs like this no i think very very powerful and it's an ecosystem that needs to really fall nice. into place i think that's the that's the key aspect you know which i know you were talking about and and really you know you talked about rural and of course we've discussed this also and you mentioned telemedicine also you know it's about really taking the best access or the best professional health uh, opportunity to to masses and we've seen a lot of that rise also along with many other technologies chicken advancements right it, through the pandemic and all of that so is there anything that you feel uh, you know that can enhance some of that uh, maybe is there a way for us to you know uh, to think uh, and and really put together uh, examples that are you know creating a massive difference to 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 be able to make this a generic way of of life right i think you know today also if you look at a typical person when they fall sick how do they behave right i mean we are talking of changing a consumer behavior using technology that enhances their quality of life and you know what you rightly said they first it's it's hard to change habits <laughs> so how any thoughts around that you know because health is something like food and many other things you know you need it on a daily basis it's 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 there with you every instant right in some shape and form so uh actually you don't need it anyway and and which is why you want to ignore it till it gets really bad and and that's why you know most people land up with us you know in things that could have been prevented if they had got into it earlier so so to me that would be the big shift tragedy if we can get people to pick these up much earlier and and if they pick it up earlier then then they'll find ways of you know modific behavior modification they will have uh, this thing that they that, that they'll invest in health insurance they'll do all the right things it's just because i think that we today we have a much more ignorant society and i'm talking at large i'm not talking about uh, 5% of the people in india or the 20% that are that have uh, private health insurance now you would large cohorts of people you know because we have to speak for 1.4 billion mm. but i think in india at, at india at 100 uh, probably that's not going to because people uh, by then people like us would have built ecosystems that uh, that that are way more educated and just like uh, Uh, they would log on to whatsapp every day and waste so many hours of that even if they can invest 10% of those i pass i think in into doing some better behaviors for their health uh it'll it'll actually pay off it's just that they tend to ignore it too much yeah i know it's changing i i agree a more mindful life towards your own health is also a big one you know the pandemic is one thing that really changed behaviors uh it accelerated it uh, at least by 10 years whatever we did in in 2 years it would have taken us in the normal course 10 or 15 years for 
for such health changes in behavior to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially mental health and all has also got affected. So I think there are a lot of positives, a lot of other things, but technology will continue to, you know, shape and and drive that. And how do you look at the skilled para- paramedics in India? I mean, how 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 do you look at you know the the entire community, especially when it comes to India and our opportunity in the world? You know, with 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 that. You know, it's a larger question than that. So let, let's get down to India at large. You know, when people say you, you spoke about demographic dividend, what is your demographic dividend? That is, if you can give a million people a year good jobs with this. So without that, it's a disaster, right? So what is a what are those jobs? And I think that today, when when you look at manufacturing, what do they do? Their metric is: Can I have warehouses that have no people? and i have manufacturing that have there is more more robotics and and so in healthcare i do believe that uh, that we can provide some you know lots of jobs and we can provide better paying jobs having said that do we have the ecosystem to be able to do it you know on one side uh, we believe that uh, we that india for a great world but on the other side when we don't have enough nursing uh, bench Uh, that we're going to struggle ourselves, but it's still more attractive to send them abroad. There's going, there's going to be a bit of a conflict in that. So I think we should. When you, it's a fantastic question you asked, but we have to have to double down. Whatever the government can do to help move the needle on creating mobility of of workforce, of create interstate mobility, intercountry mobility of healthcare workers, especially. And and then at the back end, what is it we can do? Like the prime minister did announce the most number of medical colleges that are going to open. I'm all for it as long as we get good quality doctors. If you're going to get, you know, and if you don't have enough teachers, you and and you get uh, really mediocre doctors out there, I think uh, that would be many plane crashes. That. You know, and and the thing is, no one is going to allow a pilot. You're not going to go up with a poorly trained pilot. You definitely don't want to go under the knife of a poorly trained surgeon or listen to a doctor. And and I think so. So the really important uh, of your whole answer of healthcare, we could just do a session on that. But let me revise my statement. You know, when I said what are the big changes, may I please add? शोभना who also looks at everything holistically right so what's the cost of this not happening for a country like india oh, your first question was do i get out of it it happened no no I, so, so i'm an optimistic person to get out of bed but but really if you had to think the cost of this not happening rajit even and and just about healthcare and i think that if you have because what will happen is 
there'll be this 10 20% of indians and as we keep rising there'll be even 40% of indians that have access to the best of healthcare they will they live longer they live healthier all this great uh, the attributes of world healthcare will attach to them but i don't think it's equitable so the cost of us not making it equitable is the fact that we're going to leave far too many people behind and and i think that it, when health even in our constitution is a fundamental right uh we should be super mindful and make sure that lots of energy so so we need to be able to put in place incentives uh not just for the people there but for the government and for partnerships to come in and and uh, and to find ways where you know you can actually uh, make a decent profit from it but make you know reward people more for inclusiveness rather than exclusiveness so to me that would be a thing of of equity if we don't have it the next the cost of not putting an ethical framework in is quite dangerous of of what we can do we will have certain humans with superpowers and the others that get left behind and 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 you don't again in terms of ethics i think that you know you crispr technology and things that can change things and if you suddenly have uh, india becomes a rogue country in that it it will upset a world balance because i i fully believe we have the science and we have the scientists that can make can do such things but we need to hold ourselves back on certain things like that i think that the cost of us not being a world player uh in terms of 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 uh of stepping up and making sure that our population really serves the rest of the world will will is is not good for the world because they will never have that population challenge as the world grows with this thing because india has the language skills it has the educational background far ahead of other countries that have huge uh, uh you know that have huge populations we need to be able to use this and and to me i think the cost of not doing the right things on that so we need to have way more conversations that do this and and then the uh, you know coming back i would i would really say that uh, uh, not only do we lose opportunities but the thing is that then we start doing things that are dangerous when when you don't give people jobs the social unrest that could happen in this country is you know indians are basically nice people with this thing i think that we're gentle and and you don't want to be but but if when you when you don't have when there's hunger and you and you and you're moving back into this i i do think a, a overburden if where is the country have a trillion dollars to spend uh, on people with diabetes and all these we so so there's going to be something that has to give and i think that you know so first is we need we'll never be able to afford it so we have to be able to have a healthier population we need to give people jobs to stop social unrest so all these to me and then the final thing is when we start behaving well then we'll do what's good for the environment also because again it's all linked otherwise what do we do we we'll say hey you bring all your stuff we'll manufacture any dangerous medicine come to india dump your waste do all these things these are not behaviors that we should be encouraging we should be at the top you know that already like india says green energy we are you know we're the first to do it 
the cost of it it might be difficult for us but we're playing the longer game and i think we need with a with a healthier population it gives us the ability to play that long game so to me that's the cost all these are the costs of not being good and 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 keeping a healthy population no and you know you pointed it out so beautifully that all of these things are so interconnected right i mean at the end of the day and today all of these aspects right whether it's climate change and health and energy you know we always talk of, of what is the lowest energy consumption uh, you know thing that we know i mean is the human brain i mean we eat a little food look at what we can create right so there is no there's no correlation between anything that cannot happen today and and that's the beauty right i think you know and it's a great point to move beyond healthcare to you know india the economy and how do we position ourselves in a position of global leadership you know our prime minister talks of uh, yuva shakti and nari shakti right yuva shakti creating entrepreneurs something i know you're very passionate about startups you know the world is going through such a crisis right now right you got to stay invested in new ideas we need to as corporate india as you know start support building innovation even in tough times right because ultimately it's only through experimentation and different you know opportunities that get provided that we create breakthrough ideas you know at the same time involvement of women right whether it's in the workforce and you're one of four sisters in a family that really truly represents that uh, the whole even your you know the whole family so how do you look at these subjects when it, in the context of india and what's your message to the woman of india to the young person of india uh, today yeah. you know quite frankly uh growing up in a family of, of only women uh we're astonished at at these conversations that that's not the world <laughs> with that because for us our world is highly equitable in fact a little more skewed to women than otherwise the the industry i work in in healthcare has definitely a school to women and and you know so i think in all these i don't live in in the in a world where you know uh where where you see the real uh, demo, uh you know that that uh, inequality and and i think but it's a reality women are getting paid less we in fact our, our uh, participation in the labor force is is abysmal we're less than saudi arabia i don't see how this is even fair and and that year that i was president in cii we really tried to push the envelope and did the study with mckinsey global institute and and, and all we needed you push it up like today in in uh, uh in apollo for instance we're above 24 25% 13 but if you move the needle there's a there there's uh there's 700 billion dollars right there in gdp so when you're talking about a trillion But again, these are near-term problems because all of us know that people like you, Rajin, that that will make sure that your first comment was, "I like this room." That you know, there is equality, and and to everything when when people like all of us take this ahead, saying that uh, how can you take a decision when there's no woman in a boardroom, when you don't have even enough women or the voice of women, and I think these changes will be the changes. that will be the great changes of the next decade so i i love the fact you are that you asked it i do think that this next decade we have 37% uh, people as middle managers smriti rani said jeep said that 
when they did a survey of of 700 women, six for uh, only 40% of them wanted to rise to the top. That equates to the middle management. But as they start moving up and seeing the possibilities, the decade from there will be much, much more, uh, you know, favorable for women. So great question. No, no, I also have uh, my wife and two daughters, so I, I fully understand. I am surrounded by that, and and far better outcomes even for you know everything that happens. So I, I, and I, and that's the beauty, right? It, it is you know women are fifty percent of our population. You know every every man and woman is touched by a woman in so many different aspects. I, it's somehow it's something that should have happened a long time ago, and it's something that I think you know is is critical and important for especially the next twenty five years of India. And we are seeing that you know that I think that change is happening rapidly, and I think these are all areas of of great focus as we move over the. The next, you know, 25 years, and I think from a holistic India perspective, there are there are several other factors also. You know, Shobhna, that we've not been able to talk about. You know, is of course, of course, we talked about healthcare, education, agriculture, manufacturing, and I know all of these areas are are also areas in which you have very strong thoughts, ideas, you know, methods in which you know we can make things happen. But as we have run out of time, because we have this 45-minute slot, in the last minute, I'm going to touch upon arts and culture and and what you're celebrating as a family, uh, winning an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> do you also dance to Natu Natu? I mean, just for the uh, audience, you know, Ram Charan is uh, your son-in-law and Upasana your daughter, and must be a massive moment for you and the family, and really to see India, you know, shine on a global stage. In in areas like this, right? I mean, we see that in sport now. We see that in 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 music. We're seeing that in in art and film. You know, how how will these aspects you know shape up over the next 25 years? And I think that will be a good, positive, optimistic note to also end this conversation. Hey, once you put uh, once you put uh, take Indian cinema out of the bottle, you can never put it back in. <laughs> so it will go. Mainstream, so and and I think that you know, Natu Natu was not was not just about uh, was not just about the song and this thing, but it but it's the entire attitude. It was a small uh, you know come from behind Telugu. Telugu is not even the main language of India, but that's a movie that made it and it went to the Oscars and it beat out you know okay in in Golden Globes it was Taylor Swift, but in this one Lady Gaga. Rehana, these are world stars, but I think it won because of that positivity. It just had the energy and the positivity and hope, and that's what the world wants. So I think even in terms of whatever we do, we're not a country that lacks in terms of uh, in terms of culture and in terms of that aesthetic. We we do things so much more beautifully, and and we've done it for and we've done it for centuries and centuries. But the thing is that that we were unappreciated and unknown, and now it's out of the bottle. So you're going to see many more in every single sphere. You're going to see not just Indian business, uh, in Indian uh, entrepreneurs that run the world, but you're going to see many more Ram Charans out there. And who knows, he he'll, might even do a Hollywood movie. Yeah, no, and you know it's such a great point because when we talk of India at 75 and 100. Our country has such a rich culture of thousands. 
thousands of years, right? And I think just building on that is itself a massive opportunity, you know. So I think the next twenty-five years are definitely going to take us, uh, you know, in in many many directions uh, to establish our position, you know, in the world. And you know, you talked about Shobna about going back into the bottle. I think this conversation with you has been such an enriching conversation. So many new ideas. They always talk, you know, once your mind. Sees a new idea and it expands with that. It can never go back to its original dimension. So maybe <laughs> we are going to use that as a concluding statement for this. So many new ideas, so many different aspects uh, that we have talked about today, and I'm sure that will take our minds, you know, uh, of not only people who are hearing this, but also many others in this country uh, to new dimensions that will enable us to. Achieve greater success in the years to come. So again, thanks so much, Shobna, for your time, for sharing your thoughts, and and look forward to taking you up on some of these uh, interesting things that you talked about, and seeing how we can collectively do a lot more for India in the years to come. Thanks again. Thank you. For you, any time, Rajin. You are one of the most interesting and passionate people, even from being a young Indian leader in CII to what you are today. So uh, just keep. Flying that flag. Thank you. So love, love, line in interaction and engagement over all these years. We'll do a lot. Thanks, thanks. Thank you for listening to CII podcasts.